Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Welcome to Undercover Lover, the unofficial podcast of Love Island 2018. Hello and welcome to your weekly deep dive into television's shallowest show. This is Undercover Lover and I'm Harriet Winter. After seven days of sex, lies and videotape, we are less than 48 hours away from making one happy couple £50,000 richer, which in Love Island time is about as long as it takes for Laura to break up with one man and declare her love for another or as long as it takes Alex to show a smidgen of affection for a woman, or as long as the wrap party of this series is going to last when the final count of the viewing figures comes in. In short, anything could happen, but even when it does, it's still a dead cert that Jack and Danny are going to win. Joining me on today's show is author and journalist Alexandra Hemsley. Welcome, Alex! Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> oh my God, thank you so much for coming to do it. So I'm going to set this up by saying... Alex and I are doing this as a Skype call and she's looking after her baby. I've got a banana bread in the oven. It's all got a bit wrong on a Saturday morning, so it could be a bit all over the place, but I think it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's one. I've not literally just left the baby on the kitchen or anything. He's playing. <laughs> she's thought it. <laughs> Do you know what? It's Love Island priorities. It would be fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's got me through the summer. <laughs> Uh, so it's been a busy old week this week and I have to say I'm really sad though I never thought I would say this but I have been gasping for some Danny Dyer time and it has not happened we're only getting Danny Dyer by Skype I feel cheated yeah that's what it looked like didn't it yesterday it did did. Uh, is it some complicated relationship between the BBC and ITV Oh. some sort of BBC contract that's that's the I mean I would have thought in an, any other world he would have got on a plane three weeks ago well so there are all these things on Twitter about a week or so ago Danny Dye had been seen at the airport so I assumed it was just clashing with his holiday and he was like look love I'm not ditching my holiday to go on your TV show but uh, well, yeah. maybe it's a maybe it's a more subtle thing but also EastEnders filming schedules are famously rigorous so <laughs> having to do it from some broom cupboard in Elstree <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe they'll fly him in surprise maybe they're just double bluffing us but it's quite well. yeah <laughs> um, so we haven't yet had parents but we did this week get the lie detector test and the ear splitting babysitting day oh um, <laughs> I loved it so much what did you think of the, let's talk about babies first. What did you make of the parents? Were they good parents? It was just so fascinating. I loved it. They would, I mean, obviously Jack was the best parent by country <laughs> mile. <laughs> we but talked, I loved it generally. I loved it. I really loved 
Um, the one that really shocked me, and I'm going to talk about this in more detail later, though, is Josh. I was like, Josh, I thought you were such a committed family man. No, yeah. that child was armless by the end of it. Yeah, he, I don't know if I really believed it, though. I felt like he was trying to be different rather <laughs> than actually wanting to pull babies apart. Oh, I hope so. Yeah. Maybe that's better. Um, we also have to talk about the lie text test. Get ready for the lie detector. Would you be loyal on the outside? Do you want a future outside of the villa? Could you be tempted by other girls outside the villa? It's pissed me off. Yeah. You just always want the person that you like to like you back. So. It's a 1999 lie detector test bought from Toys R Us. How is it causing so much drama? Well, it's that thing, isn't it? Like with Big Brother, when you when you introduce anything new or unusual into, an, you, they must be so bored of that bedroom and those beach lounges <laughs> and stuff true. by now. But even if they brought like a different, you know, kind of bread in, they'd all go mad. Um, but yeah. It is, it's one of those things that when you're fighting with your boyfriend or it's just, it's just it's like a sort of trope, isn't it? Oh, I wish I could just give him a lie detector test and then I could put my mind at ease. And it's the last thing a lie detector test does. <laughs> this is what I thought was so interesting about it was lots of questions around you. Are you in love? Can you see a future? Um, there's been a hilarious conversation on Twitter going on about how you design a survey and how badly designed most of the questions were. For yeah. Life. I think Megan had one about, um, was, will you take me home to meet your parents after the show? Or I think she's something like, are you embarrassed to take me home to meet your parents after the show? And Wes said no. And then she was like, well, I just don't know if that's true or not. Because I, I asked two questions in one. I asked, is he embarrassed to me? And will he take me home to meet his parents? So who did they write? They wrote the questions. Well, who knows? I desperately hope that they did not. Because the one person's questions who really got me were new Laura's. Um, hmm. Because there was so much self-comparison in those questions. So, yeah. Do you like me more than you liked old Laura? Am I the most attractive girl in the villa? It made me really sad. What do you think about it? Um, I thought it was really interesting because when she came in and she was sort of her sort of pro surfer thing, yeah. she seemed almost like more archetypal masculine qualities of being sort of really confident in her body's capabilities rather than just sort of preening and her yeah. life of travel and stuff. And then she readily admitted immediately, I just can't handle this. Whenever I've come across a problem in the past, I just leave the country. <laughs> and, um, and it just seemed like so much more of a, it was really vulnerable, but also seemed like that seemed more of a male thing to have, a way to have handled things in the past. And then she'd sort of come up against like a bit that she'd maybe closed off in herself all this time. Yeah. So yeah, I did. I felt for her, but also I was, I was, I was also preoccupied by my fascination as well as my emotions. <laughs> it felt like something Josh would say. It like, did, I've never, it? I've never dealt with this before because I just leave. Kind yeah, of. straight out of there. I really, um, 
I thought it was so interesting. I, I really love your point, which is the thing that I liked about New Laura when she came in was this attitude of, no, my body is, it's my job. That's what I do with it. I'm a surfer. It's physical. It's yeah, action. she was really capable. Yes. The others were all like part of their flirting was often kind of, ah, can you help me? Yeah. She, just, she didn't present any of those conundrums to the boy. She just was like fully formed. Do you think then actually just being in that villa for whatever it was, like five, six days, in the space where it is all about, does somebody else find me physically attractive, just withered yeah. all of that confidence? Well, being a professional surfer is not not about having mm -hmm. an exquisite body. So I think she's lived in that world with other girls and other shapes, uh, other comparisons, I think, a lot. Yeah what I would worry would be that sort of it was more to do with seeing how the other girls were coping with yeah. sort of making themselves vulnerable and that kind of thing or is it just that people are complicated and you can be both sets of things within one week depending on your hormones <laughs> and your <laughs> patterns and stuff that is a yeah, very and good I'm point to just say that her way she presented was was masculine it was what we associate with masculine but I think there are a lot of women that are like that and that it's to be admired but that you know we all got yeah. different facets but yeah it was a bit I felt like she'd had a moment of self-reckoning that Georgia managed to just teflon away from herself <laughs> week after week <laughs> <laughs> I also loved watching that bit of the lie detector watching Laura and Jack uh, so old, old, I don't like calling her old Laura, original Laura, OG Laura, Laura one, Laura one and new Jack having this hilariously awkward, slightly snipey conversation with each other. Um, I think we've got a little clip of it here. Is new Laura a better kisser than old Laura? Yes. He said yes with confidence. He said yes with his chest. Fucking ruthless. You're a good kisser, I'm not saying you're not. Okay, that's enough. I'm not saying you're not a good kisser. This isn't about me, this is about you. Oh! <laughs> 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 Fuck! 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 Up my skills, man. You've got age on your side as well, to be fair. <gasps> oh my god, Jack! I feel, I can't believe I asked. Oh my god. Uh, so they had this little snipey conversation with each other and it really reminded me of that horrendous awkwardness when you're at a dinner party with your ex. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and you're trying to be polite, but you both really hate each other. Yeah. Uh, I just love... I like Laura's confidence to yeah. say what it is that she wants because yeah. a lot of the younger girls are still pretending that they don't want those things or that they want to do it a different way. And she, she's really got that, like, I'm heading for 30 thing. <laughs> she's like, no, this is what I want. I've decided my children's names, which on the one <laughs> hand is really ghastly, but also is quite refreshing in that environment. Like, I've never seen a handful of years be so visible in a group dynamic. Yeah. It, it shows how formative those mid-late 20s years are in your 
self-development in terms of romantic relationships <laughs> she's just streets ahead <laughs> oh my god I think that's so true that's so interesting because listening to Danny and Jack talk about you know what they're going to do for Boxing Day and how they're going to sort out Christmas was really adorable I loved it oh, I loved it I'm just, I feel relaxed knowing <laughs> that they got it sorted I think my Christmas is now going to be better for us <laughs> <laughs> but even then I was just it felt like they were still there was a little bit still of playing grown-ups you know like they're yeah, excited like they're by the little house. kitchen in the corner yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> whereas with Laurie you know she's really like no this is what I want I'm gonna this is how I get it if you are not up for that you need to save it now do you remember like 15 years ago they people would come out of Big Brother and they'd their publishing was couldn't get enough of them they'd almost all got autobiographies for a couple of years yeah. And now it's much rarer, but of all the, the people who I'd like to know how they got there, it's Laura. I'd love to know what Laura's 25-year-old yeah. boyfriend was like. <laughs> she, she's obviously gone through some stuff and done so much more self-examination than the others. Yeah. And she's prepared to take more on the chin than... Whereas Jack and Danny, I don't think, have maybe... Not Jack. Yeah. Have, yeah. have maybe not had... Haven't had problems. They haven't maybe encountered things that make you change your viewpoint on relationships yeah. or family dynamics or whatever. Yeah. I definitely really think with Laura you can see you can see the ex-boyfriends and the effect that they had on yeah. her. Yeah. Yeah. And her awareness of that, which I think is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think she, I also always think about Laura, she's the person I'd like to work with most because she is really good at getting out of problems. She, How do you mean? Does, well, like, you wouldn't want to work in an office with someone who's like little passive aggressive, drip, drip, didn't actually, and you go, look, is there a problem? And they'd go, no, no, no. Laura would go, yes, it's this. Why do you keep doing your documents in this format? It's driving me mad. And you'd go, oh my God, it's so easy to change the format. I'm so sorry. And then you'd get on really well. <laughs> <laughs> I just think she's very pragmatic emotionally. She I know. Is. She's just she's not got banter though. <laughs> well, because she's just heart and asleep. So everything she thinks sort of just comes out of her mouth. Yeah. In a very nice, you know, thoughtful way. But she doesn't have, like, she doesn't have the, the Danny, like, wit and repartee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's got no kind of sort of lovely light airy chit chat no <laughs> it's, a, it's hard being Laura it's hard being Laura yeah <laughs> which makes it quite easy for everyone else <laughs> <laughs> so the other thing I wanted to talk about this week is Megan um so actually we've, like this week has been a mass dumping week so we've lost Steph and Josh if anyone actually remember who they are new, yeah. Josh, new Jack and who I don't know new Jack and new Laura um but, up on the kind of chopping block list a lot were Meg and Wes. And yes. I think it's really taken, I thought it really took a toll on Megan's self-esteem. What do you think? Yes, definitely. Um, the thing that I've, I, I mean, obviously the first couple of weeks she was, you know, just blowing everyone's minds with her evil. When she was fire, I lit when when Wes said that, I just sort of thought I literally imagined like a little devil with a sort of <laughs> tail and stuff. Um, but 
I've, I then got to really like her because she sort of took the consequences of her actions on the chin. There was that time when she fell out with Laura and she just sort of said, well, obviously I, it's exactly what I did to you. So I've just got to deal with it now. Um, when Wes wandered off, I can't remember what it was that made her say that, but she, yeah, she was very straightforward about yeah. how she behaved. Unlike Georgia, who was trying to sort of talk herself out of what, what we'd all seen on TV. Yeah. Um, and I loved that. And, and there was something about her sort of self-possession that was incredibly appealing, but then it just all sort of melted this week. And I, I don't, it's really anti-feminist to say, oh, she's had to confront, you know, what that sort of a life means. Yeah. Because in a way, she hasn't. Because Wes has gone, don't be ridiculous. I don't care. I love you because <laughs> you're making me happy. Um, but I think she's had to confront the fact that surface will only get you so far in a in a dynamic not just in a sort of judgment but where it was so sweet when she was consoling Samira a few weeks ago and she said all that stuff about oh you know you can just get your teeth done and your yeah. lips done and whatever and I think she's had this realization that even with the amazing makeup room and the tan and the soundtrack there's only so long you can hide for <laughs> behind what you look like before even if it isn't you know what your past jobs were just who you are can only be kept a secret for so long well not secret just unexamined no. unexamined is a good word I that's one of the things that I actually really like about Love Island one of the reasons I will defend it is because I feel you can't go in and live in this villa being watched 24 hours a day for eight weeks without really having to think about who you are as a person or having to show who you are as a person yeah I mean this is the first year I've properly watched it yeah and I've completely fallen for it and I think did you see Eva Wiseman's piece with the New York Times this I week did. yeah I thought that was brilliant because it absolutely nailed it that it's not reflecting real life it's now prompting real life conversations yeah. that it is um it's sort of it's, it's so much more than just people walking around in bikinis. But obviously that's what you think if you watch one episode. <laughs> it actually is kind of being able to watch men trying to talk about how to be a man and watching women sort of trying to navigate which kind of a woman they want to be and all that kind of thing, which is yeah. intriguing. Yeah. And so much more interesting than watching a bunch of columnists slug it out. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, I love that watching men and women decide who they want to be because I really think I've seen that with Megan this week because yeah my heart really went for Megan because I was like actually I feel like this week you've come to like you said the realization that you thought you could buy being the perfect woman so yeah. you know, she, her experience of life has said if you look this way and you behave this way and you attract this these many men that's it you've done your job as a woman yeah and actually this oh, no, week even done your job as a woman just you've achieved like the highest level in the computer game of being a woman <laughs> exactly <laughs> and this week I felt like actually she she has so I'm gonna okay this isn't enough for me this isn't working for me and also it's not yeah. really who I am I like I'd like people to see who I am and there have just been some lovely moments this week her and Wes wrestling did you see yeah. that yeah. <laughs> she had him in like a lock and she was like that's why I've got you and um, you know, that just stuff like that makes me think that actually there is just this really lovely funny individual unique person there that yeah 
And also, Wes, even though he's cool and got, you know, a bit of a sort of twinkle in his eye and stuff, he does, he does have that incredibly nerdy job. Yeah. She, 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 I mean, they, I'm sure that, in, you know, there's been enough sort of, I'm a personal trainer or yeah. like motor kind of people have wafted through that villa. And she has sort of stayed with him and found enough to talk to with him yeah. and keep him entertained. Like... There's, there's definitely, yeah, she's definitely realised that there's something underneath. It's not so much that she's realised there's nothing underneath, it's she's realised that there's something <laughs> there. <laughs> oh, no, no, I've got to deal with all of this stuff. <laughs> responsibilities. <laughs> 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 oh, I really want, when, I am a bit worried about Ming because I think there's been such a backlash towards her, and I felt this way a little bit about George as well, I felt such a backlash towards her that when, she does come out of the villa. I think she is somebody who is just naturally a massive people pleaser. Wants people yes, to like yeah. her. Once until she's in the right thing. I am a bit worried about when she comes out and she realises that actually there has been this turn against her. And I feel that's very much our kind of weird obsession with still having a Madonna for relationship with women. Definitely. But I do think that the show has shown a softer side to her. I think when you think about the old-fashioned editorialising that you would get with Big Brother, where you were kind of cast quite early on and not allowed to move within that, I think that there's... She's... I mean, mean, obviously, it looks like she hasn't done anything to prompt being shown negatively, but they have shown these vulnerable sides to her. So hopefully people will be able to let go of week three Megan. My mum hasn't. My mum went away um, a month ago and she still texts me going, what the hell has Megan done now? And I'm like, Actually, she's just looking after her little baby. It's all going quite well. <laughs> oh, that's it. Okay, so before we run, I, I want to talk about Alex, but I'm going to have to pause this there while I just take my banana loaf out of the oven. Bear with me okay. one second. Dr. Alex, if you've been listening to the show, then you all know that I am not a massive fan of Dr. Alex. Ah. And this week, when the producers sent him and Alexandra off on their dream date, in quotes, and it was a Ferrari, I was so angry because I was like, has anybody checked that this is Alexandra's dream date? It's clearly Alex's dream date. Nobody's checked it's Alexandra's. (sighs) Anyway. I'd love to have got to have known Alexandra a bit better. Yeah. You didn't have her in a bit longer because I feel like she's just saying whatever she thinks will keep her in a couple with Alex. I think so too. And I think in fairness, I don't think she's as into Alex as she wants to be, really. No. Um, But I did have a little moment of finally feeling softer towards Alex this week, which was when he told Jack that he wanted to break it off with Alexandra. So, here's a clip of that. What's the matter? You you've had a lovely day. Yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been a really amazing day, obviously, like... You had a date with the Ferrari, didn't you? <laughs> the Ferrari was amazing. I guess, like, it's been really tough, like, over the last couple of weeks, um, and, you know, I've waited the whole time for someone to come in, and with Alexandra, I felt that we did have a good connection, and that's why I recoupled with her and wanted to try again, but, I don't know, we just don't seem to... It doesn't, it doesn't seem to feel right. I don't have the right feelings that I should be. And I think the thing is, she she wants to move at, a, I think, quite a quick pace. And she wants lots of affection. She wants things to move quite quickly. And I just can't match that. So, 
Alex breaking up with Alexandra, do you think he did the right thing? He definitely did the right thing because he just completely wasn't into her. But it has been unbelievably infuriating. I he's just had his hand held throughout the whole series where he's effectively, I know it hasn't always been intentional, but he's effectively behaved badly to a series of girls while having the full sympathy of the villa time and time again. Yeah. If Megan had carried on as Alex has, mm -hmm. she'd have to have like 25 hour security when she came out. And it's such a good example of, so we, I feel like we're being expected to feel sorry for Alex for yeah. rejecting someone else, <laughs> which has driven me mad. However, I find the language that he uses is now I don't know it he he's so uncomfortable around women and then when he taught he's so articulate in explaining how he feels to the men about the women and when it comes to talking to the women he just is hopeless he's so confident and happy in that group and you would think on day one that that would be what you were saying about what was he called the guy that was so awful and left Adam Adam. Adam. You think this is what we'd be saying about Adam? Like, he's just so much happy with the guys, you know, yeah. chatting and explaining his feelings. And when it comes to women, he's like, and actually, it's Alex that's like that. And he's he's so much more articulate and confident and comfortable. And uh, and I and I'm so fascinated by it because he's a doctor and he's worked in maternity wards. And you would think that that gives you a sort of sense of comfort and ease around women that is sort of impregnable literally no. but it's I don't know like what what has he seen there <laughs> well I think he did say at one point he was like this was this is one of the reasons why I decided I didn't want to go into obstetrics pediatrics no because he obviously has worked that in was it. but then he can't deal with the baby babies either no but it's it's I mean I'm so it's so nerdy but I'm he, I'm so fascinated by his use of language. Sorry, my. Oh, then do you want to? Somebody no, wants no, to get hold of me very urgently. It was weird. <laughs> I got two emails and two texts all at the same time. <laughs> um, yeah, his use of language is extraordinary because I've had that exact C-section that he described. Oh and wow! Exact. It, it was a brilliant description of it, and I've also got a very good friend who's an obstetric consultant who I've discussed you know the procedure yeah. with and everything and when I spoke to her about my own procedure she and I said it sounds like it's an incredible people managing skill and she said you do so many a day by the time you're qualified that you're almost doing it automatically she said it would be yeah. like you typing was the analogy she used okay. what it is what's difficult every single time is it's an intense people managing skill giving a c-section because some are emergency and some are planned so some people are expecting to feel no pain at all because they think I'm having a C-section, I don't have to do anything. And some have come to you in a state of trauma. And it seemed, that seems like such a complicated emotional dynamic. <laughs> but the idea of Alex in it has been tormenting me all week. I don't know if he's like snapped something in his brain by being too amazing in the surgery or, or he's just your nightmare Give a, well, the, the fact that he said witnessing a birth is amazing because it's your actions that I, decide when the baby's born it's like 
A, no, it's not. It's when the people had their shag or their IVF or whatever. And B, they've seen hundreds of consultants to get to that point that they're having a C-section that day. And F, even if that was true, have some grace. <laughs> so I'm just, I just, he broke me. <laughs> Is there something not right? And I feel, I just feel like he shouldn't be on telly. He needs to go and discover who he is and why he's communicating how he is. That is just ex an extraordinarily brilliant analysis. <laughs> 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 Poor old Dr. Alex. <laughs> so I think we can agree, Dr. Alex is just not good. I haven't got that off my chest. <laughs> <laughs> it's not great with the women. It's not great with women. And I just, but maybe he is, maybe only if he's in full control of their body. Maybe he sees them as patients. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Because I mean, when you have a C-section, literally they, they have to lift you off one thing onto another kind of a bed and you can't even move your own legs. And I feel like that's how he likes his women to a degree, like <laughs> on high levels of opiates. Um, <laughs> then so manageable once they've been rented immobile. <laughs> Do you think he's now up for elimination? Do you think he's going to be baited out? I don't know. It might be like he might be the sort of Judy Murray um, <laughs> Anne Widdicombe, <laughs> where everyone's so compelled by watching someone valiantly stagger on. But I don't know if that's. <laughs> So work on the island, but I, I know that <laughs> I in reality TV. Yeah. <laughs> Eva Wiseman's brilliant piece, she said, um, which is in the New York Times, you mentioned earlier, go read it. Um, she said that actually there's this sort of big subreddit group of incels, these men who yes. are, as they call themselves, involuntarily celibate. I just can't even get started on that one. Yeah. Uh, um, who are literally rooting for him. They see him as this sort of icon of their lives. Well, the thing is, I had understood an incel to be someone who couldn't kind of get laid for love nor money. Yeah. Dr. Alex is choosing with alarming consistency to turn <laughs> down some of the hottest women I've been able to find with their extensive trawling of Instagram and the gyms of the UK. <laughs> he's, he's a sort of VIP incel. <laughs> Because <laughs> he's having the chances. I thought an incel didn't get the <laughs> didn't get the offers, but he's buffing them away. Oh, so good. <laughs> well, he's not, you know, he's not sitting in the corner with you know an old twig and a bit of old no you know, a, a deflated beach ball they're presenting him with woman after woman while the whole rest of the group sits around going. Maybe try this role play. Maybe talk to her in this voice. Have you tried doing this with your shorts? No, that shirt. Take the shirt off. Still. <laughs> oh, God, so good. Um, so we're not the only ones talking about Dr. Alex. Because of course that time. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Got a text. We've got a text. Oh, actually, we've got a WhatsApp or a tweet or whatever. But on Twitter this week, Dr. Alex is not popular. Uh, my favourite was from Kirsty Whittock, and she says, just to summarise this, Alex thinks it's okay to put Alexandra's hand down his boxes, but when she wants a cuddle, it's just too much. Well, exactly, exactly. That was the thing. He moved her hand. Yeah. It's full control thing. What the hell? Like. She didn't say, oh, you know, I nudged myself over and had a little bit of a feel. And yeah, he, he, she said, didn't she? she? He put her hand there yeah. and then whipped it away. It's like, <laughs> what even is that? <laughs> That's what you do to someone you don't like. I know. And also, it's just, a, it was, oh, I don't know. It, it was just for me, I was like, it's just, there's so much creep about that. And there's so much also um, that kind of, your early 20s dating where it is just nobody really knows what the other side wants or how they're feeling nobody's saying anything oh yeah well I don't know if because I know sorry to go back to this because he sees women as a medical biological (laughs) phenomenon rather than humans if he is over over understood the difference between men and women okay because they are profoundly different on a biological level that he thinks that they're entirely separate sort of species because he seems to be trying to read things into just just women also humans same age same you know social dynamic whatever that just aren't there like we're all just looking for a cuddle and someone to love and to not have the unexpected whip the floor out from underneath us and my other favorite sophie hagen said when alexandra said your pathetic shame on you to alex she spoke for the entire nation and it's the most united we've been since before brexit yes i felt for her then because most of us when we have a breakup remember to say something awesome like that as we're walking away having gone ah! <laughs> really eloquent and she obviously decided what she wanted to say, gathered herself, and managed to actually get it said. Which I know. Is 
it's so great. good. As far as I can say. And then finally, I just love this from Abigail Clark on the Josh and Kaz date, which was just bizarre. She said, Producer, we can't just do dinner again. How do we make this date different from Laura and Paul's date? Intern, I know, people in a hoop. Did you see yeah. that? Like, I was like, this is really awkward as well because you, if there are people in a hoop there, you can like, you <laughs> acknowledge and clap and support them. But also, that was the last thing the producers presumably wanted was some way to continually interrupt the conversation. <laughs> and also, I mean, A, if you've got people in the hoop, you've got to applaud and clap. And if you're not, then it just feels very rude. But also, yeah. like, if there was a hoop there and people were spinning in it, I would want to have a go in the spinning. Yes. Hoop. Well, when they showed the little clip before the adverts, I thought they were going on a learning to spin in a hoop day. <laughs> and I was quite excited. <laughs> Uh, that they had a physical task. <laughs> <laughs> That's my idea of a great date, honestly. Learning to spin in the hoop. Um, so we'll go very quickly on to our heroes and villains of the week. We could be heroes. So our, my hero, I'm throwing out that my hero for the week, even though he's not gone, is New Jack. Oh, totally. Sheer adoration of babies i have never seen a man so excited about a baby and i love the fact that it came from it didn't come it came from new jack who is he's kind of he's really one of the lads he's a yeah. laddie lad and i just felt like he unintentionally challenged all the gender stereotypes and i love him for yeah it. there's a thing that i always see um as someone who is parenting alone is the what I call the one-handed dads um which are the sort of Saturday dads that they're too cool to just put two hands on the buggy and they'll have a coffee or their phone or whatever and push the buggy with one hand and it's like yeah I'm getting it all done I'm living living the life and I would have thought that that would be Jack because he is one of the lads and I suddenly had this moment of like, oh my God, so he's performatively being one of the lads. Actually, he wants to be being a dad. And I had him totally pegged the other way around. <laughs> I know, I loved him for it. the sun cream <laughs> plastic baby face. <laughs> and I rewound it because I was like, I think, I think, I mean, there's crying and they need all these elaborate Tamagotchi things. Have they got like absorbent skin? He was just rubbing something into the hard plastic. <laughs> oh, brilliant. I love it. He was really relaxed. He's so chilled. And he's so chilled. And I just, I just loved how, how much pleasure and enjoyment he got from it. And I just feel like... <laughs> I'm always looking for um, men to kind of be heroes for younger men. So I felt just like one young boy was watching that and thought, oh, it's cool to be excited about being a dad. I'm yeah, because to their credit, the producers showed how funny and sweet it was, yeah. but didn't make it look ridiculous. No. And they yeah, kept him cool. Yeah, he, because he was so chill about it. And they sort of, some of them sort of had a go at teasing him. And he was just like, what are you talking about? This is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't crack. It was brilliant. I loved it so much. Him and Gareth Southgate are holding court for all of the rest of men. Modern masculinity there. Um, and then my villain of the week, I'm, he's up and down in my villain of the week every week. I've given it to Josh, partly for being the worst father ever. 
and partly for the women should wear makeup to bed conversation. How old is Josh? That I think he's like 22, 23. I think he's yeah, quite young. He suddenly seem very young, doesn't he? Yeah. And I saw him, he and Kaz had a conversation about that women should wear makeup to bed and be kind of sexy in bed thing later. And she said, do you take it back? And he was like, yeah, of course I do. Of course I take it back. I totally take it back. I take it back. But I was like, you're taking it back because you think Kaz is just the most incredible woman in the world, which I do love about And also because everyone booed at him. So he realised he'd met <laughs> exactly. like a panto moment. <laughs> um, but he... I think he thought that that's what would work, playing to the crowd. And he sort yeah. of half took it back because he didn't really mean it in the first place, but also because he realised that he was being booed. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, do you have a hero and villain for the week? Um, my hero has definitely been Daddy Jack. He <laughs> <laughs> was so good. Um, and... I can't commit to a villain. I want to just say Alex and close the book on that, but I think I think all they're all too complicated now. We've yeah. I've, I've seen too much of them. I, there's something afoot that I don't think Alex is a bad person. I think he maybe just has quite a lot of self reckoning to do. But we are nearly at the end, not just of this episode, but the show itself. I know. <laughs> oh my god. So wait, there is one more undercover lover to go and one more, I'm sure, dramatic twist that the producers have lined up. Um, but this show will be back for the finale with Lucy Vine and Pandora Sykes on Tuesday morning. Plus, it's been so much fun, I'll probably do it again next year. So if you want a little anniversary rem reminder, then remember to subscribe. And while you're there, rate and review it so I can get somebody else to pay for me for this in 2019. <laughs> and of course, <laughs> if you want to carry on debating who should be Father of the Year Award, 2017's Chris or 2018's Blue Jack then find me on Twitter at Harriet Minter or you can come and talk the fabulous Alexandra Hemmonsley on Twitter at Hemo Hemo H-E-M-O H-E-M-O -E uh, but before we go here's our weekly wisdom and this week it's from Kaz and as we shall now know her forever on Wise Laura and oh sometimes love does Sometimes I feel like in the past I have been confused, yes. um, thinking that I'm in love when I'm actually in lust. I know. know I, mean? I know. It's so hard because if you've got loads of feelings, you just think that you're in love. Love actually can hurt as well. And sometimes you realise you're actually in love with someone when it, they hurt you and you're like, yeah. shit, this well, hurts break up. so much. Yeah, well, But you have to. This is what life is about. Oh. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.